Okay, hi everyone. I'm David Compulsive Overeater. Uh, really wonderful to be here. See a lot of familiar faces I haven't seen in a long time. So it's good to have friendly faces here. Um, and all, um, yeah, everyone here is part of my recovery, whether it's the first time I'm seeing you or I've seen you lots of times. Uh, it's really a we program. And uh, um, it's really changed my life and I'm really grateful for it. Um, I'll say that I'm definitely nervous speaking. It's been a long time since I've shared and I don't know what's gonna come out. So I hope, first of all, like everything with our program, I just have to trust my higher power to speak through me and act through me. It's really not about me, um, but it's um, it's it's the you know wisdom of my higher power and, and other fellows in program. I wanna say that anything you hear is just my experience and my own opinion. Um, and doesn't reflect OA as a whole. Um, so take what you like and leave the rest. Um, we all have different things that work for us in program and different things that resonate. Um, and uh, yeah, it's not a, it's not a one size um, fits all program. Uh, and that's been an important part of my recovery too. Just fi finding my own, finding my own path, my own recovery, rather than someone else's or someone else's food plan or someone else's way of working the steps or um, connecting with their higher power. Um, but I'll also say something which I has truth to it too. Someone said, um, a speaker I heard once say, you know, they say the opinions expressed here don't reflect away as a whole. Actually, that's that's total BS. It, this is all plagiarism. This is all plagiarism from things I've heard from other people in program. So that's true too. Um, so um, yeah, I guess um, I guess I want to begin by saying that. Um, mine is not a recovery of coming into program and getting the food together and working a perfect program and finding, finding the, um, my way of connecting with, uh, a higher power and just doing it, you know, perfectly and consistently since, since day one, uh, it, that's just not my experience. Um, and I've learned a lot through relapse and through losing conscious contact with my, my higher power and then coming back. Um, for me, that that's what's really radical and revolutionary about away is to keep coming back. That um, the food, you know, if we have issues with the food, it's not a moral issue. We're powerless over it, and it's just another way. This is what what I've come to understand. It's just another way my higher power is getting my attention. So um, it's not it's not a reflection of my value or how hard I'm working the program. Um, it's just another lesson that I need to learn. And so that gentleness and that self-compassion, that's what helps me keep coming back. And ultimately my disease, it's, it's not, I mean, I came in because my food was out of control and I was gaining more and more weight. And I was just, I, I was just, it was, it was totally out of control and so demoralizing and, you know, there was nothing else. I, I had nowhere else to go. I, I had tried doing all this different stuff on my own. And, um, and so, you know, we say always the last, the last house on the block. And that was true for me. It, it took a lot of desperation to walk into a church. Um, and um, anyway, um, but um, just lost my thought. That's okay. Um, yeah. So um, it probably will be good for me to to pause and slow down at certain points if I find myself getting into my head a little bit. Um, so I came into the rooms uh, 
about almost seven years ago. It'll be seven years in May. Um, and um, yeah, it was really after um, a lifetime of, I don't remember not compulsive eating. I know some, some people, their story is, you know, maybe in their teenage years or in their twenties or when their kids leave, leave the house. And for me, I don't have a single memory of, of food not being more than food. Um, and uh, I mean, my earliest memories are just, you know, in Portugal and obsessing over the birthday cupcakes. And I also grew up in a home where I grew up in a, in a whole family of compulsive eaters. And um, I also believe there's a multi-generational element to our program. Uh, I, I'm descended from Holocaust survivors who struggled with starvation in the war. And I know that that, um, uh, that experience of deprivation made fear and obsession and scarcity around food, something that probably was needed for survival, but one way or the other was a, was, was a trauma. And, um, and so that the, the bigness of the food in my, thank you, in my, in my experience of my family multi-generationally and certainly in my own life um, is tied with a, a, a bigness of obsession with bodies. So um, I, I don't, you know, if I look back at pictures of myself as a little kid, I wasn't, I wasn't super overweight by any means, but I don't ever remember a time in my life feeling, not, not feeling like I wasn't overweight, that there wasn't too much of me. And um, there was a lot of scrutiny around bodies in my family, a lot of shaming, a lot of like pointing to other people and look how, and, and like laughing and look how big they are. Um, and uh, just a lot of shame around, um, uh, around eating and around, around bodies. Um, it wasn't, um, there, there wasn't, um, there wasn't a lot of acceptance or compassion for just how we were. And I think maybe that's something, I was kind of getting to earlier and, and lost my train, but you know, that this is a program for me ultimately of, of, uh, of self-acceptance and compassion. And before coming into program, it was all about changing myself so that I could then accept myself, finally getting down to that body weight where I could, I could be okay and I can accept myself. And in program, it's really been the opposite. It's the more I accept myself, just as I am, just as my higher power, you know, put me on this earth to be in this moment um, at whatever body weight I am, however my food is, whatever my program looks like, the more I can say, okay, you know, this is how it is right now. And this is, this is just going to have to be good enough. And I can't power my way out of this. The more I can accept myself, the more I find things shifting in ways that I, I couldn't anticipate. Um, and, uh, and that's been my experience with relapse uh, in this program, which is that, um, you know, when it has come to me it, takes me, it takes me really off guard. And my experience has been the more, I've, the more I struggle against that, the more I try and get abstinent, try and work my program enough so that my food gets together. Um, it just really doesn't work. It doesn't work for me. Um, there's something about, I don't know, the way my brain works or... Um, the way my disease is that um, I really need to admit complete powerlessness and just say, okay, you know, like this, this is how it is today, higher power, only with your help can I change. And then when I, um, when I could surrender in that way, um, and when I just allow, allow the flow and the cycles and the spirals, um, then I find myself, some, you know, kind of suddenly, like, sometimes it's bit by bit, 
like I have a bit more willingness to be abstinent or maybe it's just like I wake up and like, that's it, the compulsion is gone. Um, but um, yeah, it, it, it takes me by surprise and it's not something I can control. And that to me, that's the spiritual nature of this program. And again, that's my experience because for some people, um, you know, it's different um, and, and maybe they need, um, they need a bit more of a, of a structure or a hands-on approach, whether it's through the kinds of meetings they go to or the kinds of relationship with their sponsors that they have. But for me, um, um, yeah, there, I, I need a light touch in my program. Um, I, need, I need it to be based in uh, ultimately it's my powerlessness over the food, admitting that. And then when I admit that I'm not in control, then I can imagine a higher power that can restore me to sanity, who does have the power to um, bring me back to some stability and sanity. Um, and then I could, I could make, do that step. I could, what well, I've done that step two. And then the step three is like, okay, um, I'm, I'm gonna, you know, I let, I'm, I'm letting go and I'm letting you hang on to, you know, I'm letting you grab on to me higher power. Um, and uh, I also want to, you know, I'm talking about higher power, but it's really important for anyone who's new or, or even has been here forever and the concept of higher power of God doesn't work for you. Um, it, you know, this is, um, it really is a take what you like and leave the rest program. And you don't have to believe in God or higher power or spirit or any of that. Um, I don't, um, it, it happens to be that, and I grew up with a lot of kind of religious trauma um, with, you know, organized religion being imposed on me. And it just so happens that actually OA, the, the, the flexibility and freedom to define our higher power, like that helped me connect with a source, which does feel like it can give me hope and I could, I could take refuge in and relax them too. But um, uh, I always, when I came in, I was a big agnostic and the God language was alienating for me. So I always want people to, I always want to kind of give that disclaimer that it doesn't have to look like any particular concept of higher power. Thank you. Um, so, um, yeah, I um, really, I had a, a whole, you know, I, I mentioned body image and food obsession in my family. And then, um, uh, you know, there was a lot of sneak eating when I was a kid. And like, it's, it was like, fine, you know, my, my parents would go to sleep and finally I'd be free. And I'd, I'd go down to the, the fridge in the basement where like we kept the goodies and like, that would be my way of just, um, of just kind of being, yeah, just like free, letting, letting go. Um, it was some sense of safety um, and belonging and comfort. And, um, and I, 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 I just have a kind of trust and knowing that I needed the food as long as I needed it, that somehow I did, there was, whether it was the God-sized hole or a, a lack of a feeling of, you know, belonging and understanding and, and attunement and someone really being there for me in the way I needed that, that left this gap um, where I, and I just didn't feel safe and comfortable in myself. So the food was there. Um, and so I'm grateful for the food as long as I, I had it. Um, it certainly got me to OA. Um, and then the body image obsessing and the dieting, which came in when I was 12 years old and started severely restricting you know, then that was my higher power. Then that was how I felt like, oh, I matter in the world because I can finally control something and try to be thin and then people will like me and then, um, and then I'll be okay. And, um, 
and then it was kind of from then on a, a diet binge cycle for years um, of like real. I, I was never I was never underweight to the point of being unhealthy. I was never overweight to the point of you know like a, a doctor you know telling me I should be concerned about my weight. But it was um, yeah I, the the swings back and forth were were painful enough. Um, and you know it really doesn't matter whether it's about a hundred pounds or five pounds like. Um, the, the, the pain of the disease and that powerlessness and not knowing when my next binge is going to be, or how much I'm going to, you know, how much weight I'm going to gain or, or, you know, trying to get the willingness to get back on that diet. I mean, I think every, everyone, everyone's pain as a compulsive overeater is, is, uh, um, is their own. Like there's no, there's no real comparison of who, you know, who has this worse than someone else. Um, that's been my experience. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, lots of, of, you know, dieting. And then the thing is with the dieting, it was always, the point was to diet to get down to a weight where I could eat whatever I wanted. And obviously that didn't work, but I wanted it all. I wanted to be thin and I wanted to eat whatever I wanted. And I wanted everyone to think of me as amazing. And I wanted to, nobody to know what was actually going on inside me. And so um, uh, prior to coming into program, I had kind of found this other way that I, I had, tried to give up on dieting completely and do completely intuitive eating, which involved eating whatever I wanted, whatever I wanted. Um, and that the idea for this school of thought was, was that if I, if I just listened to my body enough, I wouldn't eat compulsively. I would kind of, I would follow my cravings and I would distinguish between what's like real stomach hunger and fake mouth hunger. And that would sort itself out. And I know that that approach works for a lot of people and it just didn't work for me. And I was just that com kind of compulsive overeater where if like giving myself full permission to eat whatever I wanted, like I just couldn't stop. Like I, and I don't know if it'll just take more recovery or more God or whatever, but for, for today, I know that I, I, I can't eat like that. I need, I need some sort of structure um, to my food. I need there to be certain things that I don't eat. and what really helps me is having a weight and measured food program where um, that I worked out with a nutritionist where I just, you know, it's not too much food and it's not, not enough food and it's consistent. And I don't have to be in my head figuring out what do I want to eat or, or, or what, what do I eat today? Because it's this kind of pre-made decision and I know it's enough food for me and I know it keeps me at a body weight that's healthy. Um, and, and that's just me. Um, I know that um, for some people, like the dieting has been so um, just so awful and um, it's so cruel. It's such, it can be such a, just a, a, a cruel way of relating to ourselves of denying ourselves food that it makes complete sense to me that for some people like having, having a structured food plan like that doesn't work. And, and I really, I, I, I respect what I need for myself. Thank you. And I respect what other people need for, for themselves. I've heard in program, your food, um, your food plan will kill me. My food plan will kill you. Um, and it's something you know, we, we're, um, um, we have this principle of unity with diversity and dignity of choice. Like we all, um, we all get to be together in this fellowship and share what works for us. And, um, we don't have to do it the same way. Um, and I guess that's kind of the biggest thing that OA gives me, um, it's real. I mean, it's it's amazing to have uh, to not be in the same you know 
completely, you know, lost in the wilderness around food and body that I was before OA. But um, it isn't, for me, it can't be about the food and it can't be ultimately about my body because, you know, like tomorrow I may have a relapse. And that, and what does that mean? That like everything up to, like everything up to now, like I failed it away. Like it, it can't be about that. For me, this is a program of acceptance and self-love and compassion and not having to be alone with our disease rather than it, like, here's the one thing you do and this is what you do in order to not have this problem anymore. And you just have to keep do, doing the thing and working the right program to recover. So, um, you know, for me as someone who grew up with so much shame and non-acceptance and isolation, what I need from OA um, is not just something to help me out with the food, but to help me out with, with life, with just being another human being. Um, and, uh, and that's why I keep coming back. Um, and the way my program looks today is I do a meeting pretty much every day. Um, and, um, and meetings are just an amazing, uh, place for, I get to work all my tools at the meeting, you know, because we, we say the prayers and we read from the literature and we, we share, um, our, um, you know, we kind of do our inventory, we do our steps four and five. Um, by whether it's actually writing in the meeting or just like inventorying what's really going on with us and sharing about it. And, uh, and I think, yeah, when we share, it's a form of turning it over. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just, um, and I've had a program that was super kind of elaborate of doing like lots and lots of things in the day. And these days it's simpler. Um, you know, it's my, it's my meeting, it's, um, fellows that I keep in touch with imperfectly, but I do it. Um, you know, it's praying and meditating, uh, how I can, when I can, it always happens in some form during the day, whether, you know, it's a full, you know, half hour, hour long meditation, or it's just a pause to just breathe. Um, and, uh, um, you know, and just like, it could be like just saying the serenity prayer. Um, and it's these, it's these little moments rather than something kind of big and grand and, and perfect. And, uh, and that's doable for me and that's livable for me. And there's also the, the humility and teachability that, you know, I may, um, you know, I may need a different kind of program tomorrow. And, and I get to, I get to do that rather than I, like I got to, like, I have to, I have to work the program this way. I get to, it's a whole, um, it's a whole array. I was going to say a buffet or a menu of options of can't help the food metaphors, but it's just a whole, um, it's just possibility. Like OA is so much, um, there's so much that it offers me that I can do when I need it. Um, and, um, and in the meantime, you know, just, just like with the share, like I, I just have to trust my higher power to guide me and lead me where I need to go. So, um, yeah, I think that's, um, I think that's probably all I have today. Um, I'm really appreciative of the opportunity to share here. So thank you, Patty and Lynn for, for inviting me. And it's just a good opportunity to show, show up for myself and my recovery and claim my seat. Um, so I'm really, really grateful to that. And I'm really grateful to everyone here. Um, thanks for listening.